It's already hour two. I should do the show from home more often. Though I do miss me seeing your smiling face and being there because, well, I, I'm, I'm saving it for final thoughts, but I, I unfortunately, Josh, after going to our great friends to see Curtis Henning and his crew at Christian Brothers yesterday, I might actually have a true final thought for our Primrose Funeral Services final thoughts involving my beloved Ford Edge. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how many miles are you supposed to get out of a car? What's the number that you're supposed to reach? And like, uh, I don't what, know. What, I, I might get 238,000 miles yeah, on I this I think car. you've crossed the number. Yeah. <laughs> so when I called the guy, I, I, I'll tell him, listen, I don't want to bog down our – we'll talk about it later on in the program. We'll talk about it in the Primrose Funeral Service final thoughts, okay? Well, Great partners. Thank you. Thank you, Christian Brothers. I'll be to pick it up today. I'll take it back here to hospice so that it can spend its final days at home with its dad and maybe take one final trip around, Josh. It's a sad time. You right have now. definitely piqued uh, my curiosity. I want to know what's going on. Just you ever you ever hear whenever someone not to get all dark, but whenever they'll say, "Hey, what what happened? How how did this happen?" There'll always be some explanation. Like he just they he they just didn't wake up. Kind of feel like that's what happened with my car. It's a little bit of a morbid way to look at it, but that car was my baby, man. Mm. And you know what made that car even more special, Josh? It was paid off. Yeah, was, that's that's a it it's paid off. nice piece you of know, uh, awesome. I, listen, property. Listen, I'm just like everyone else, Josh. I'm not. I'm not like Portnoy or Clay Travis no. or T.J. Perry, where I have you know Circle Drive and Gates. I mean. Heck, we don't even want to spend on eggs. We have stupid chickens. But, I mean, that was – there was no car payment. Do you know we, how nice uh, that is? Oh, that's great. We actually need uh, to make uh, a trip over to Christian Brothers as well. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, the guy the guy did say, he goes, well, you know, has it had regular oil changes? I'm like, yes. I know the sticker wasn't updated, but just had an oil change not too long ago. He goes, well, the thing is at 240,000 miles right now. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're pretty much right. So, anyway, we'll get to that in a bit. I um, I got to tell you something, man. I am really intrigued by what's going on right now in the portal. And Switzko brings you our portal updates. We kick off the 10 a.m. hour, uh, at least up until kind of all the portal news dies down and see if it continues. Obviously, football talk is here nonstop. But Oklahoma does get an ad for the transfer portal last night. And it continues to be a room that I I, I think we all agree needed a little bit of a, of a restructuring. And you, you know what's coming in in the tight end room with Von Mitchell and the excitement around him. Obviously, there's a lot of curiosity around uh, Bauer Sharp because you hear comparisons that I don't like to make over these airwaves because we'll get carried away. But there's been those Taysom Hill type conversations with what he potentially could do. And then last night we learned that Jake Roberts will be joining that room as a, a transfer portal addition. I, first of all, Josh, who covered Jake, right, whenever he was in high school? Great player at Norman North. Great family. I mean, awesome, awesome family. Uh, his big brother is one of the most imposing high school athletes I've ever seen. And I've covered a lot of them. But just, and again, granted, you know, I see him against a lot of two-way guys, but it's not your typical two-way anymore in, in Oklahoma. A lot of D1 guys, or at least a handful of them. 
But I'll just tell you what, man. Physically, this is an instant upgrade to this room for Jake Roberts. Uh, he is big, strong kid, and we know the kind of playmaker he has the potential to be as a receiver. Absolutely. And, again, was tremendous at Norman North, but uh, the last couple of years across uh, his stints at North Texas and at Baylor, uh, upwards of 50 catches combined, 600-some-odd yards, and and four touchdowns. So he's got not a ton of production, but some production, right, which and, uh, Oklahoma needed. And familiarity, right? He was at North Texas with Seth. And, uh, you know, at least from a, a physicality perspective, 6'4", 234, a, a tight end, and then uh, Wee-Woo, the offensive lineman, it's – I, I keep waiting for someone to have that. Why are we getting all these players from North Texas? Are we an American Athletic Conference team, a MAC team? But I think in this instance, we've seen that there are certain guys on those group of five mid-major rosters, Josh, that are definitely big-time football players. And I think we saw Jake Roberts show that last year when he jumped up to Baylor. Baylor had a coaching change. Not as their head coach, but his position coach and the guys that had run that offense were gone at Baylor. At the very least, their offensive coordinator was. And so he took the opportunity to go in the portal. Had some offers, man. He had some offers. And to see him choose Oklahoma, again, just adds depth to that room. Uh, Really had a nice finish to the season for Baylor last year. But like you said, you're not going to be wowed by the numbers, a three-touchdown season in 2022. But in that progression and that, a continual improvement that he's shown, I think it's a great addition to that room that has a lot of intrigue at the tight end room now. It, it helps round it out in uh, the sense that now you've got a couple of older heads in the room right? with uh, Jake Roberts here and, of course, with Bauer Sharp out of the transfer portal. Sharp making the jump up to Oklahoma, but older guys, guys right. that have been, have been in college football. And then you, you mix it in with uh, some of the youth that uh, you could be excited about. Caden Helms, uh, one, one more year along in his progression. Cade McIntyre, I can tell you, and you can speak to this, I think, too, Plank, from being at uh, Oklahoma's Sooner Media Day here at Norman before they kicked off his 2023 season. Cade McIntyre did look like he was ready to go out and play tight he end did. He did. Uh, at, at Oklahoma. I mean, he, the, the size and everything, sure, but physically he wasn't all the way filled out. Now, Going into next season, I would imagine he's probably going to be 25, 30 pounds bigger than the McIntyre we saw this year before uh, they kicked off this 2023 season. So you got the two older guys to pair with those guys, and then, of course, you bring in the uh, uber-talented signee and Devon Mitchell. Man, I um, I would say I hate to see Stogner go. And obviously, you know, Jason Llewellyn just, I mean, it. I don't know. I don't I will never that'll be a great mystery to me. I know he had an injury, but with with everything we had thought, the the measurables on this guy, I I, I liked him and I was just like, wait till this guy gets on the field. And it just never materialized. I'll tell you what, Caden Helms seems ready. He seems ready too. I don't know if he's I, I and again, Kane Helms to me, every time I watched him whenever he was signing, Josh, he was, like, making plays. So I'll, I'll be excited to see how he's grown as a blocker. I think Sooner Scoop had a story about how he's been able to really uh, add a lot of muscle. Uh, obviously, he's he's got a chance to be a difference maker. We mentioned the two portal additions. I mean, I, I about you? I feel like a significant upgrade has taken place in that room. Well, they needed to. They needed. At, at bare minimum. 
they needed to fill out the depth because you lost a couple of guys in the room from a position group that let's just call a spade a spade did not perform all that great in 2023 it was one of the weak spots for Oklahoma so the the fact that you had some well natural attrition with Stogner and you had uh, Jason Llewellyn opt to leave you needed to bring bodies in to begin with but uh, adding experience is good uh, and, and let's hope that uh, Caden Helms does take that type of leap mm-hmm. that uh, McIntyre takes that type of leap that Devon Mitchell's just special which I think he's got a chance to be I think we're all guarding ourselves against okay and and reasonably so that you bring in some experienced guys because they've been around college football they're older they're strong all that sort of stuff I think there's a chance that we're guarding against the idea that Devon Mitchell can step in and just be freaky good to begin with, but he's that kind of guy. I mean, there's a reason that he's coming to Oklahoma and just opting out of his entire senior season because he's just a little bit different from guys his age. Hey, can can you remind me? I'm writing it down. I've got a little notebook that I've – in 2024, I'm going to keep whenever we have these. Hey, I want to talk about this. I write it down. I want to have a conversation just about the tight end position in general. Because with with obviously what Jeff Levy wanted to do and then what we think it's going to look like with Seth Luttrell, that's not necessarily a um, the most important position, right? But with Lebs, you felt like he, he wanted to run a lot of two tight end stuff. I'll be curious to see if that carries over with kind of this meshing of what Coach Luttrell likes to do and Joe John Finley. But, Josh, I'd love to have a conversation just about that tight end position because I'm – this is a really nerdy thing. I'm infatuated by the conversations you have to have with guys. Remember, what's the old thing? Mark and Mark Andrews was a Sooner because they had sold him, or he wanted to be a wide receiver, and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll let you play a wide receiver. And then as soon as he got here, he was a tight end, and w- one of the best, I think, that's going right now in the NFL when he's healthy. But th- it's not necessarily a position that I think a lot of guys look around and go, I want to be a tight end when I grow up. But yet it's become one of the most important positions in the game. Well, and I think, though, that has softened and changed quite a bit. We actually uh, – I can try and pull through the archived uh, audio and see if we can't find this clip. I asked Joe John Finley about that before this season began because with guys like – and this dates back, you know, some uh, quarter of a century now, but uh, with the Antonio Gates of the world, with the uh, – with uh, – Rob Gronkowski. Why? Why am I blanking on uh, Tony Gonzo for oh, Tony Kansas Gonzalez. City? Yeah, yeah. With with Travis Kelsey, with George Kittle. I mean, tight end is look. It's there's get in line and block, and that part's maybe not fun for everybody. But there's some glamour at the position now that didn't exist previously. You can be a superstar tight end. Mark Andrews. It's a different world that he and others are living in now at tight end. So that part I think does make it a little easier to recruit. Yeah, I do too. So I, like, we'll put a little pin in that, as they would say, and we'll move on forward because there is other news here. We're talking Portal, Oklahoma. Uh, Jake Roberts added through the portal to help bring some depth to that tight ends room. And then if there's another position that we fought about quite a bit this year, it was offensive line. And it appears as if they might not be done or is, is there more, more to kind of report because last night, I found it interesting in the middle of the championship game that Michael Michael Tarquin had taken down his commitment tweet. Now, again, I don't know if there's anything to it, 
That's where the recruiting gurus will – this is that moment where someone sends a text and it's like, Parker talked about this like a year ago, dude. <laughs> Parker talked about this like five, 500 years. Where are you? So maybe there's more to it, but it, maybe there's not. Maybe we're reading too much into social media. But Zaylin's Heard is on campus. Uh, you brought this up yesterday, Josh, as the buzz started to build. Appeared in 12 games last year. Only made one start, at least from a background perspective and from a, a hype and what we perceive his skill set could be. He was the highest-ranked recruit in the 2023 class. Would have three years of eligibility. Uh, Tennessee was a visit. There were rumors of swirling about Ole Miss getting involved, but they they added to their offensive line already in the portal, so I, I don't know if they're still shopping or not. But we, we talked about it quite a bit yesterday. The Zaylin's Herd story, I think, is one worth definitely keeping an eye on. Absolutely. No, no doubt. I mean, former five-star, as you mentioned, and uh, at the very least – just had finished up the true freshman season, but at the very least, even if this is not somebody that comes in and plugs uh, and plays for Oklahoma, though he did appear in 12 games and uh, made a start last season with LSU, even if he didn't step right in and uh, bona fide starter for you, from a depth standpoint, okay, come on down, blue chippers. I don't know. I didn't know much about Hurd, but, I mean, he come, th- this would be – and again, we, I don't know what's going on with the Tarquin story, but this would be the third projected tackle that you went and got out of the portal. Somebody's got to be bumping inside, right? Has to be. Has to be. Now, that is a Bill Biedenboe thing. I, I mean, how many times have you talked about that or shared audio of Coach B talking about that? Everybody learns everything. Everybody learns so. everything, man. If there, <laughs> There's a couple of messages that coaches have told me throughout time that y'all get tired of because, as Josh just said, I hammer you over the head with it, just so we all know, right? It's information that I'm not trying to sit here and say is some sort of earth-shattering, jaw-dropping thing, but you learn everything. You learn everything. Oh, John and Blanchard has an update on Tarquin. Okay. Where is Travis? I haven't heard from Travis in a while. Uh, Travis said that Tarquin is still all good. Okay. He seems to have his, his finger on the pulse. Thank you, John and Blanchard. By the way, I am a big fan in Blanchard, Josh. There is a, a gas station with a Domino's in it. And, and there's a Taco Bell right next door to it. it. I don't know. Every other Friday, I have to go out there to spend ridiculous amounts of money for milk. I always stop at that gas station. Nicest people on the planet. Nice. I don't know if there's better people than there are in Blanchard. We call that truly a one-stop shop. So that's good news. So that's good news then. So then that means you've added three ta- – well, and again, we'll, we'll wait and see kind of how things go here. I'm, I'm trying to go ahead and, and rubber stamp at home on, on Zaylin's Herd, but we still got a little ways to go. Uh, right now – see, I can't I – can't, I'm on on three, and that, that 73% to Tennessee is like a fan vote too, right? Am it I, means okay, nothing. Okay, all right. I just want to make nothing. sure. Nothing. Thank you guys for reminding me of that. Herd, by the way, um, played a couple high schools – just to give you a little bit more background on him, was the first team all di- a district prospect, uh, selection at Bastrop High School in Louisiana. Uh, when he was being recruited, there was a thought he could also be an impact defensive lineman, but made the commitment because of his coaches and everyone's like, hey, dude, you got a chance at offensive line. Maybe, again, not to bring up a sore subject, maybe kind of like the Caden Green thing, right? 
dude, I know you want to be a left tackle, but my man, you could play a long time in the NFL as a guard, right? Maybe he was kind of having that conversation between defense and offense. And um, he's just impressive dude, impressive figure. So we'll see if the Sooners are able to close the door on the six foot five and a half, three hundred and five pound Zalance Hurd. All right, uh, one other note, not on the portal, but on the roster. You know, sometimes I think you guys are just mean to me. I think you guys take advantage of how kind I am on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line now that I've committed to never blocking another soul on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line because I care about your opinion. But, Josh, I had to, uh, I had to laugh last night whenever – I'm rolling through all these reports, and I'm not knocking the guys, just so we're clear. But I think the first one I saw is, according to reports, Jalil Farouk coming back. And then there was one a couple of minutes literally after that where it went from, uh, according according to his mom, Trace Ford is coming back. And it's funny because when I brought that up, either A, you guys are much more ahead of the curve, and this show is truly more ahead of the curve than everyone else, than I like to believe. But I bring that up on the show. Hey, you know, we'll kind of see if Trace Ford makes his decision to come back. What happens to me? I get destroyed on the text line. Destroyed. Don't you do anything. Don't you read anything. Uh, He said he was coming back. He tweeted, blah. And then all of a sudden, it becomes like official a week later. I don't know how to feel about this, Josh. I mean, is this just everyone else is a little bit late to the party? Because I'm getting crushed when I bring these exact things up that are reported three or four or five days after we talk about them. <laughs> Don't you pay attention? He said on his Twitter he's coming back. I'm like, oh, I guess I missed that. And then literally three or four days after we joke about it, that's when all the reporting starts to happen. I don't, I don't know what's going on here. Are you guys trolling me? Is that what's going on? It's uh, the fix is in on you, I guess. I don't, I don't know, <sighs> yeah. But, hey, Oklahoma did get great news uh, on a couple of fronts there. Yeah, but, again, they get it, and I kind of think we thought that. But from – so I did I did actually put my reportering hat on last night because I was up kind of late covering the game. And I guess Farouk was really – he was thinking about it, right? I mean, there was a decision for him in his mind. There was a decision for him to, to make about whether or not he was going to come back or turn pro, I don't think from what I heard that there was a possibility of Farouk jumping in the portal. I think from what I heard for Farouk, it was either going to be another year here or NFL. So there was a decision to be made, as much as you all made fun of me whenever we would talk about the possibility of him moving on. But I think it is – it just adds to a room that you can't have enough experience, right, Josh? And we'll see for Andrell Anthony – whom I thought it was really cool last night. Speaking of Andrell Anthony, did you see his some of his former teammates? He he had a tweet that he that he threw out about the twenty. I think it was the twenty twenty one season, made the twenty twenty season when they struggled, and uh, th- there was a couple of guys that had retweeted it and, and had reached out to him and told him that you know he was a part of this. I thought that was really cool, but in my very selfish, then turning it back to the Oklahoma depth chart kind of a conversation, right? I mean, this is a guy that we don't know. Because of the injury, and we don't know what the recovery process is going to be like. We hope. So if you know he's not quite 100% off the bat and, and needs a little time, Josh, you have someone like Jaleel Fruit coming back, that's a great help for a freshman quarterback going into an SEC. Well, and look, uh, the, the fumbles in the bowl game are going to – As long as he doesn't fumble it twice. The fumbles in the bowl game are 
going to impact the way people kind of feel in some way about Jaleel Farouk this offseason, but it, it shouldn't entirely. Here's somebody that had the second most catches this season for Oklahoma, mm-hmm. finished third in receiving yardage, and uh, even after the one mistake, guess what? Oklahoma wanted to go back to him in the Alamo Bowl, so I think that speaks to the the uh, trust that Oklahoma has in Farouk. So I- I'm all about uh, let's take one final ride together around into the SEC in year one. So you get experience back in Farouk is big-time news for Jackson Arnold. And it's it's kind of funny. Uh, I wonder if we'll get the same text about Farouk coming back, our calls, our reaction, or if we're already seeing it that Woody Washington got, at least from a very – I think the more and more I talk to people about the selling the Woody Washington take that, like, Joe and Tolson and others had, I went to a lot of people with that one because I was mad. And they are like, yeah, no, that's the most ridiculous thing they've heard because you want experience. Let me – oh, we got a break. It's nine – it's 1024. Let's talk about experience a little bit and how big it is for Oklahoma going forward and how big it was for Michigan. Jake Roberts uh, going to Oklahoma. Join that tight end room. We shall wait on any news that could potentially break, I think almost at any moment, on LSU transfer offensive tackle Zaylen's Heard. It's believed to be Oklahoma or Tennessee visiting Oklahoma. Uh, and then obviously Trace Ford and Jalil Farouk have announced they are returning to school in roundabout ways it's been reported. So Oklahoma has a little experience there going forward. They get you caught up in all your Sooner football news right here on The Ref. Dude, does this mean I can now add recruiting reporter to 580Nate's profile here on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line? Maybe so. He said friends in Louisiana were saying that Hurd wants to start and LSU was returning two starting uh, tackles. He's transferring somewhere to start. Yeah, that's (laughs) – okay. Patty Gassa was on with us earlier, Josh. And I was like, you know, coaches – like to say every position is always up for grabs and what did she say oh we we've got positions that aren't up for grabs <laughs> which i just think is the the most awesome thing you could possibly say because it's true right well it's transparent it's honest right right now why why would those positions not be up for grabs well because they're held by players who have won back to back to back national championships okay i don't know why anyone would say, oh, yeah, you're going to be the starting tackle here whenever you really haven't accomplished anything yet. You were a, a highly touted recruit, and you got you got a lot of stars next to your name. But, again, I'm not knocking, Nate. I'm not knocking your reporting. I'm just saying, if you're like, I'm coming there to start. Well, you just can't tell him, yeah, you're going to start here, unless you're lying to him. <laughs> It doesn't sound like something that Coach Beatonbow would be in the business of, <laughs> of doing, does I mean, you know Coach Beatonbow pretty well. He's not guaranteeing a job to anybody. No. So I, I, but I see what you're saying. These guys are smart enough to say, oh, okay. Uh, Walter Rouse, we'll see what happens on draft day. But that's a guy that he's graduated, right? Uh, he replaced a first-round pick in Anton Harrison, who, by the way, I still wild think Harrison played as a true freshman, right? We talk so much about true freshmen. They got to be pretty special. Anton Harrison was one of those that started as a true freshman. I don't don't know how many it was. It wasn't a ton of starts. Um, Oh, yeah. By by the way, the guy prior to that just got an incredibly lucrative contract. 
So I'm not saying that you have to guarantee a starting job because that history, if you wanted to start at a tackle spot, Josh, uh, especially left tackle, pretty good over the last uh, handful of years for Bill Beatonbow. Absolutely. There's, there's no doubt about that. I'm looking through here. 2020, would that have been uh, Anton Harrison's true freshman season? I think so, yes. Yes, was I right? I feel like I was right. I, I know he played as a true freshman. <laughs> this is one of those moments where it's like, that wasn't Anton Harrison. That was like John Anderson. What are you talking about? Well, he definitely played nine games at left tackle. Okay, there you go. Because he didn't redshirt, right? I mean, he he's one of those dudes that came in, and you cannot, could kind of tell he was a little bit different. But it's the point is it's a rarity. I don't think any of us are counting on a true freshman to come in and be a rock star right away. It even took a handful of games for Caden Green to get into the mix. But you don't necessarily have a ton any returning production and tackle, right? Jacob Sexton started a few games. He's got to get stronger in the weight room. So, I mean, you don't have to be told you're going to start here. You should feel confident that if you came here. You can win the you, gig. Exactly. You're that good, you can win this job. And, and I think that's what you sell if you're Oklahoma to herd. Look, we're not in the business of making assurances. We're not in the business of guaranteeing starting spots for anybody. But uh, here's the situation. You'd have a great chance here. And then that gets to just one other point to turn this back into kind of building the trenches right in last night's national championship game. You uh, you notice how good Michigan was running the football, breaking news. Do you happen to catch just the makeup of their offensive line? Because I, I was fascinated by this, and so I had to go dig a little bit. I mean, I didn't take too much digging. Joe Moore awarded a winning line. Two years ago. Two years ago. Uh, they won it two years ago, and Washington won it this last year. And I got to tell you something, man. Kudos to everyone with the Joe Moore Award because has that become like the go-to thing for offensive linemen and offensive line coaches? They love they love talking about this thing. They love fighting for it. Bill Beanbow told me I love it because it's a bunch of offensive linemen who, have, who, who are voting on the award. They have the most – incredible trophy you've ever seen literally it takes a like a cargo jet to carry the thing and it's only in its ninth year of existence and you had Washington and Michigan last night and the Michigan offensive line is like yeah why don't you put the uh Joe Moore award on the table tonight let's put it on the table and they went out and got it done they wanted they'd won it back-to-back years when Washington won it this year but he, what's the makeup of that line Josh you ready Graduate student, graduate student, senior, graduate student, graduate student, senior, graduate student. Now, I mentioned seven guys. One got hurt and one rotated quite a bit. Experience, man. Tons of it. I didn't hear it. I, I didn't hear it talked about a lot during the game, right? You got to have the other storylines, the skill players, the Harbaugh, the Pinnocks, and that type of thing. But the, the bully nature with which their offensive line for Michigan was last night, and then to see that it's a bunch of old dudes that are out there getting it done. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but it tells. And there's only, I think, I, I was just trying to look while I was ranting and raving here. I think there's only a couple of transfers in there, maybe th- maybe a third. Um, I, know, I know Henderson, is. I think he's the Arizona State transfer. But you want to get old and stay old on that offensive line. And by God, Michigan had the age on the O-line. Well, talented experience right yeah talented uh, age but uh, clearly the the age and the experience 
helped. It helped him uh, this helped him this season win a national championship. It helped right. him get to the college football playoff the you know previous couple of years before too. So yeah, and it's and it's interesting because you talk about talent, and you're right. Um, there's not a guy that's projected to be a first round pick on that offensive line. In fact, I think the highest projections they might have are uh, a Barner, the left tackle, who's a transfer, and uh, Trevor Keegan, the graduate left guard. Those those are the guys that have the highest grades, and they're like fifth or sixth round projections. So it's continuity. It's continuity, man. Uh, but it was one of my biggest it, takeaways from last night. It doesn't hurt either having Edwards and Corum to block for. Yeah, and again, I guess, you know, sooner Andy says, I feel like that is a lot of transfers. You're talking three, and that's fair, right? And, and Henderson was at Arizona State, Drake Nugent, and then Miles Hinton. I think uh, Hinton started a handful of games too. So, yeah, there, there's three transfers, but when you're talking about eight, 11 guys, what am I talking about? Eight guys, you know, six to eight guys. I don't know, Josh. I just, I, I feel like that's, a relatively small number, or is it not? I mean, two of the guy, two of the five that starter transfers, Hinton provided depth as the third. I mean, I th- I think that's probably the world that most everybody's living in now. Okay, is you've got a chance to help yourself via the transfer portal, and probably everybody's going to do it now. Uh, offensive line specifically, yeah. Well, across the board, really, but yeah, definitely offensive line for Damn. sure. Fascinating. So many. And then it's funny because I I'm kind of, I don't know how to feel about it. If you say three of the guys of the in this instance for Michigan, three of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that took snaps this year were transfers. Do you look at that as a high number, or do you look at that as about normal? That's tough, right? I mean, and and two of the transfers started. I mean, I think that's substantial to me. Okay. All now, right. I'll, relative, I'll gladly, I'll gladly flip on that one. Relative to the rest of college football, I don't think it's dramatic. Right. But if you're telling me forty percent of the the starting offensive line are transfers, then I mean, look, I think that's uh, that's that's a large number. Mm. If you tell me that three out of eight in the rotation are transfer guys, then that means almost almost half of the right. rotation did not are not guys that signed with Michigan. Dude. This is all building up towards the big show coming up in June where we draw that line. Who was it on? I think it was a realtor, Chris. And we decide if the portal has been mostly positive or mostly negative. Can't wait. Uh, did we take our bottom of the hour break? No, we need to. Man, we got so much good stuff on all of this on the text line. It, it just, it literally just blew up. Uh, maybe we should start the show with OU football every single day. That's Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. This right here is the home of Sooner fans. Plank Show, we are back. Back with you live right here. It's the Ref Radio Network, the home of Sooner fans. We got a national champion. It's in the books. The Michigan Wolverines, if you want to call them cheaters, if you want to try and strip it away from them, it don't matter this morning to Wolverine fans. They are the national champion taking care of Washington last night. 
What does it mean for Oklahoma? There's uh, a lot of feedback on that today. Uh, Hour number two, by the way, brought to us by Allison Insurance. Give Bob and Robert Allison a call. Let them find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. Allison Insurance, they've been helping you and your family for over 60 years. 405-745-2968. AllisonInsurance.com. Again, uh, a lot of conversation on just that topic plank on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439 because look we got to make it about us right, right. Uh, it's this meme go ahead and it's, insert it's, yourself make it about you we will you uh, you, you get out there and make it and about you, you about baby you. <laughs> sooner andy good news is this shows oh you can rebuild depth this way quickly hopefully i feel like uh, <laughs> fingers crossed at the end of that <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't stop thinking about that meme because it's truly one of my favorites. You get out there. You make this about you right now, Josh Helmer. Yeah, he's right. And I, you know, I was thinking in my head, you know, Bill Beatenbow's done an incredible job with, with the portal. I, I think he has. I'm sure we, I'm sure there's someone out there would, that would fight and scratch and claw me. But I would even add, I don't even know, you, Tyler Guyton is always considered a portal guy, but when he came here, he had basically had just started playing the offensive line so I would almost include him you know as as I, he was an H-back before they moved him to O-line and then when he came to Oklahoma I mean I feel like you give Bill Beanbow that full development but it is kind of wild when you think about just how much we saw or, or how little right that was the fight last segment that came from Michigan out of the portal and then this it blew my mind when you just looked at the number of starts that all those dudes had, Josh, and the amount of snaps that they had played. You can rebuild depth through the portal, but you know Michigan also had a couple foundational guys in there too. So let's not lose track of hoping we see a Jacob Sexton. Um, why am I blanking on Jake Taylor? See a guy like a Joshua Bates. See him develop, right, and, and be players. Uh, I, I keep wanting to call – uh, Otega, wait, Ozeda, Otega because of Otega Owe. See how Heath Ozeda develops, right? But you also have that kind of wild card in your back pocket to where you can say, hey, you come here as a transfer offensive lineman, you're going to have an opportunity to play on Sundays. Well, Spencer Brown, Fabechi, Wee Woo, uh, Michael Tarkin, and hopefully Zay Lance Heard, come on down. We, we love that. But probably the picture-perfect scenario, and illustrated by the national champion Michigan, right, is it's not all transfers. It's not eight out of eight transfers. It's not five out of five transfers. There does have to be uh, an element of that Mm in-house development. You signed them. They got better. So, yes, to that point, Sexton, uh, Taylor, there's other names, obviously, too, Ozida and Bates, and probably I'm leaving out a, a name or two, as well that look those those guys are going to have to be difference makers for Oklahoma but uh the the transfer portal we're going to we're going to take it and we're going to use it if you can am i saying it wrong is it ozida uh i don't know let's go to the pronunciation let's go, let's go to the game notes i want to because that's become a new thing uh when in doubt assume that you're right and i'm wrong no 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 I, that's become a new thing that and maybe it's just me getting older I, I don't know who told Kerry Murdoch that Bill Beanbow's name is Beanbow, but I'm losing my ever-loving mind hearing him say it over and over. It's Beanbow. So I'm, I'm now becoming that guy that's getting angry at mispronunciations 
And I just, I was mad at myself because Toby made, I had always said McCade Matower, and then Toby said, it's a tawyer like lawyer. So now I'll never screw that one up, right? That's, but, hey, that's a really good explanation, right? Right. right? So McCade Matar, <laughs> Matawyer, because <laughs> like I would always lawyer. say Matar and Matower, and it's tawyer like lawyer. Um, and, and then I think the other thing, um, what was the other name that I was saying wrong? Oh, yeah, uh, the, the tight end. Hold on, I'm trying to pull up the roster as we speak. And um, keep filibustering. I, we're almost there. We're all, we're almost there to get the answer <laughs> on it. Right. There. I, uh, this was the finale, finale or whatever Fan it was. Fan, right. And Toby said, it's like FanDuel. I'm like, oh, well, I'll never screw that one up again. Right. If I even remember it. Where were we on this one? Oh, yeah. Development of offensive linemen. So I guess in the end, the most important thing is what everyone seems to say about the portal nonstop. You want to go get the best players and bring them to come play for you, but you also want to have the foundation of guys that you've developed and guys that are in your system. And no, that's, you know, Sean has been, and I think it's a great point, and it's, it's a hill that Sean has taken, and I think it's right. Uh, when, you hit, when you hear the incessant 40% roster turnover, right, from, and you look around the country and it's like, hey, that's kind of natural, and that's kind of, that's kind of the way it is in college, college football. college football. Yeah, with outgoing transfers and with – graduates and guys turning pro and I think he had kind of tired of coach had said like you know major roster turnover but I think it's a big difference when it's your guys too that that roster turnover is happening to in in other words this is now year three we're going into a Bryn Venables I don't know if you'll hear too terribly much about that even though the roster turned over because it's a foundation of Brent Venables recruited guys that are on this team right whether to the portal or out of high school. And uh, if we use the buzzword processed here, whether or not that in every single circumstance does hold weight, and it is Oklahoma processing a player or two, on some level, now you're a part of the process, right? Now yeah. you're a part of the discussion. It's not just, hey, here's a new coach and uh, everybody everybody bolts. You're, you're a part of that conversation of shaping the roster in terms of who you've signed, who you want to keep, who you want to bring in out of the transfer portal, and who maybe on, in an in occasion or two you say, you know what, in reality there's probably not a starting role for you here. Yeah. Vinny Paul writes, all the glitz and glamour on offense is a farce, boys. The RPO has killed football, not just college football. Michigan won a national championship without intentionally throwing the ball 20 or more yards down the field. It's an indictment on the state of college football whenever a team can line up with seven offensive linemen, play after play, and win a championship. It, it got Washington in trouble last night, too, because, I mean, how many times did they have somebody ineligible yeah. downfield or it was borderline that they did? Uh, Sean, defense and running the football wins titles. The spread and tempo put up stats. Quick break when we come back. Oh, we got an official official pronunciation guide, Josh. You found it. You are right. Ozida. Ozida is what the 918. Now, the 918 claims he asked Heath's mom once. So he could really be trolling us. And that would be hilarious. And like two years from now, I'm like, oh, no, no, this guy talked to his mom and said it's Ozida. <laughs> he got us. And then you find it's like, what are you talking about? It's the slow burn that uh, hurts the most. Yeah, exactly. If you're really trying, it would be a great troll because uh, I'm just buying your word on it. But when we, when we come back right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, I have a very, very hot take that I came away from last night's game with. 
I want to pose it to you, Josh, and you tell me whether you're buying or selling. That's next on The Ref. All right, I want my hot take real quick. All right, and you you shoot me down because I kind of feel like it's not going to be very popular. Okay. All right? I, I don't – I'm not going to say – I'm not going to use the dreaded C word, but I watched that last night. I watched every play – of the semifinal games. I've I lived every minute of the final. I don't think Oklahoma's that far off. I really don't. Now, and I know, listen, I understand as you yell at your radio right now oh, no. that they lost to Kansas and that they lost to Oklahoma State, okay? I know this. I know it. And I know there's Oklahoma State fans that are a little extra mad because Oh, you finished the AP poll ranked ahead of them. I know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But, Josh, I don't know. I just – I'm watching that, and I'm not seeing anything that I don't feel like Oklahoma can handle. So, I just wanted to throw that hot take out there. Well, that is a, a scorching hot I take, know. I say. I don't know. And it's some would say, well, you're a blind homer. I I don't know, man. I just – that's how I feel. And I don't usually feel that way. It's, it's tough to get a gauge. After this next season, we'll have a really good idea if they're seemingly getting quite a bit closer or if they're still a ways off. This next year will be, I think, a big litmus test because you're breaking in a younger quarterback that showed some legitimate uh, big-time promise, NFL-type promise, but made some big mistakes. Michigan won a national championship, and I know that the, the stats say, hey, look how great McCarthy was. McCarthy is high up on some draft boards, but right. they did not win the national championship because McCarthy was this transformational quarterback. They won the championship because of the way they play defense, the way they run the football, and because of some timely great quarterback play from J.J. McCarthy. So I need to see that from Oklahoma before I say, okay, yes, they're very close. All right, all right. I love it. Do we have time to fit Darla in before the top of the hour, Josh, or we <sighs> – Mm. Darla, can you hang to the top and we'll get yeah, just, right to you? We'll get right to it. We'll get right to it. I'm sure Darla wants to make sure that all is well leading into softball and getting ready for women's basketball this week. So hang in there, Darla. I'll get right to you. I'm not even opening the text line right now. Oh, well, there is actually a show of support from somebody who I didn't expect to have support on that one. I know. Uh, no, Micah. <laughs> I, I I gave that disclaimer, Micah from Kanawa. Kanawa. Uh, so Plank thinks OU is quote unquote close. Stop it. Shades of Lincoln Stop Riley it. to Stop torment it. us all. I just I don't know. I, there's been games that I've come away from after the national championship, and I'm like, oof, got a long ways to go. 2019 is a good example, right? But for some reason, I watched the title game that I, I don't know. We'll talk about it next right here on The Ref.